Free Kicks is up next. But first, take a listen to this other fine OPI show. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, it's part two of our special Corvette C8 episode, as only the Car Guys Report can do. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me, Luke Costable, and our man in the field, Roger Rexroad, for part two of this very special episode of the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. The following is the Tony Lozano Podcast, an OPI show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Free Kicks. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. Welcome to another episode of Free Kicks. We uh, have a guest on the show later today. Exciting uh, stuff. Who will be hovering uh, over the first half of this show. Uh, So if you hear any voices... Uh, in the background, be the voice of uh, Chris Jamrozzi. Is that uh, pronounced correctly? Jamrozzi. Okay, so uh, he will be coming on in the second half of the show. Adam right. has uh, uh, a chance to ta- uh, chat with him. Um, but first, uh, this has been quite a week in the Premier League, so let's talk about something. First, I need to find out, I need you to explain a foreign tradition. And now, explain that foreign tradition, please. So this past week, there was a uh, announcement of a penalty against Man City. Uh, this is something that I had not heard of before. It's a ban on playing in the Champions League. Right. For two years. Right. What in the world is going on there? I'll tell you, Man City's in a heck of a lot of trouble right now. So basically what's gone on, there's some issues within their financial fair play regulations. So they've been probably spending a little bit too much money than they need to. Now, so got, is there a salary cap? I there's mean, no salary cap, but there's also some regulations in terms of trying to s- spend certain amounts of money at certain times. And I think what they've done is they've exceeded the amount. Okay. Now, the biggest thing is they're owned by the basically president of the United Arab Emirates. Right. So they have a lot of money. Right. So that money is over 600 million pounds worth of ships that he owns and different things and all kinds of stuff so he is a very wealthy fella so they're also talking about a potential fine as well so we're talking about you know hundreds of millions of pounds in terms of a fine as well as the two-year ban but also i heard that they're thinking about taking away points in the premier league too right so that could also fall down so there's also chat that they could get relegated to divisions so wow. yeah, they could even go down to a couple of divisions. So yeah, this is this is serious stuff, and this has happened before. So teams that have gone into administration, so when they've basically gone bankrupt, they lose penalties in terms of points, and then they'll go down a division. It happened to uh, Bolton, I think, this past year. Wow. Yeah. So it happens. So um, I mean, what would? Oh, it'd be uh, awful. The the idea of Man City, they've got all those big stars. I mean, no, obviously, they're not going to play in the third division or win like 75 to nothing. Right, exactly. So the biggest thing is that they're going to end up, if they if they do get pushed out of the Champions League, they're, they're probably going to end up losing two to $300 million a year, right, for each year for those two years. So that's right. a massive... Which that's is a, like the... Toilet paper money for this guy. <laughs> right. It's a good chunk of money. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. So by the fact that they lose all this money, that's a trouble. That's troubling for them. And so now they're going to fight against it. Like I said, the guy they've got on their side is the Sheikh, the president of the United Arab Emirates. So he has a $600 million yacht. 
not too worried about you know going into lawyer fees and what have you so they're going to fight this to the end but uh, we're taping this on tuesday and as of today um, if you've been looking for the details of how what it is exactly that they did you're not going to find it because i've been searching for it it's not out there um, is there is that ever going to come out? It's going to come out. It's just a matter of time now. So they're going to talk a little bit about exactly what they've done. You know, obviously Man City are saying that they didn't do anything wrong, and they've been basically saying this since the middle of the summer. Um, but what's interesting is how, if they do get suspended or banned, whatever it is, does that go concurrently with what's happening during the the you know the actual uh, jury? Uh, situation because if that happens during the course of the Champions League they can't play during the Champions League so they're going to be banned and so they can't do it so even though they're going to appeal there's going to be a lot of stages to it okay so probably they'll be able to play in this year's Champions League still right now they're playing in it yep they're in it they've got games next week they're in it no problem but because when they go through the appeal will that be going on at the same time because remember when Chelsea had the transfer ban they were unable to do anything during that time, but they were still able to uh, play in the league. So Right. Which, you know, and we'll get into this in a little bit here, makes the top four finish much more interesting because right. now it's not top four anymore. Yeah, it's top, top five. five. Exactly. Fine for top five, yeah. All right, so let, let's talk about what's happening on the pitch. Premier League football. What's happening on the pitch? So a couple of big games this weekend. I, I, I don't know if you saw the uh, Chelsea game at all. I, I was in and out, so I was actually on a flight coming back, but I was able to catch bits and pieces of it. It was brutal. Mm-hmm. It was brutal. And, and I'll say a couple of things about the game. And, you know, I'm not a huge Chelsea fan, but I'm even less of a Man U fan. Right. So I was actually rooting for Chelsea. Uh, they got two goals called back by VAR. The first one was an abomination. I mean, they there was a, a play where yeah. uh, Dave, your friend Dave, yep, yep. the defender, got pushed Aspiqueta, yep. into another player, and then that player fell over, and he got called for the foul. Yeah. And yeah. they took away a goal for that. Right. It was like a little domino effect, wasn't it? So he got pushed, and the other guy got pushed, and the other guy got pushed, and then the goal was disallowed. So Then there was another moment where on the sidelines, Harry Maguire is down, and kicks a player in the balls on purpose. <laughs> I mean, you see it. He's like winds up and kicks him in the balls. <laughs> and they didn't give him a card. They reviewed it. They should have given him a red card for that. And then he scores the second goal. You know that was going to happen, didn't you? It, it was amazing. Yeah. I mean, and the funny, here's the interesting thing. The same referee was doing that same Tottenham match where the guy, when Son kicked the uh, player in the nuts. Right. Same thing happened. Yes. And... He got a red card, and then this time he didn't. Yeah, Go figure. I, so I don't know if uh, if that if that ref just felt like last time he was wrong. Yeah. But this was a more clear case to me than that other one was. I mean, obviously this was a VAR decision because it goes into it, but this tells you this is the issue. You know, no matter how you look at it, and we always give referees a little bit of a hard time, but the inconsistency is not good. So with uh, Abraham out, uh, mm-hmm. they... They played uh, Bachwai, <laughs> which I know I'm pronouncing That's it correctly, but it sounds, it sounds like a, a disease. <laughs> oh, no, he's got Bachwai. Um, Michi Bachwai. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he played terribly. He was awful. Yeah. His hair looked good, though. 
Um, yes, that's true. Uh, and they brought in Giroud. Remember him? Yeah, Giroud? yeah, yeah. We saw him at West Ham. That was we the last did. time he played. Yes, in November. He, he actually looked pretty good up yeah. there. I mean, he, at least he knows how to play that position. Yeah. Uh, I think Chelsea's in trouble. I mean, they're in fourth place, but all the, they have—they just aren't winning. And all these other teams are creeping up on them. You've got four or five other teams that are within uh, pouncing distance. As Frank says, like I said, I call him Frank. Yeah, you're good friend, Ma- Frank. The manager. Yeah. The season starts right now. <laughs> so it doesn't matter what's happened. Well, that's they're, true. They're one point ahead. Yeah. It's trying to figure this out now. They're one point ahead of fifth place. It's basically that's they're fighting. They're fighting now for that fourth spot. Right. So can they get this done? That's that's really what it is. The season starts right now, and they've got some great games coming up. Well, let's talk about uh, Tottenham, who's right yeah. behind them. They're only a point behind, but and they won a big game. They did. Uh, but they also lost their top scorer, Son, with a broken arm, which I had not seen. Right. He played the entire game. I know. Yeah, it was weird because he scored the winner in literally the last kick of the game. Yeah. And so I don't know how that happened, how he fractured his arm, what happened exactly. So well, I'm sure we'll find out a little bit more information for next week. But, um, yeah, he's a massive loss. Remember, they got Harry Kane missing as well. Right. So your two best strikers are out. It's not good. Not no. good at all. So that, that could be a good thing for uh, for Chelsea fans. But so. uh, uh, ever since Jose got to Tottenham, they have the second most points of any team other than Liverpool, mm-hmm. which is, you know, we're not even going to talk about them anymore. They're, they're, they're champs, yeah. right? Oh, it's, it's done. It's done they're and 25 points up. <laughs> yeah. <it's laughs> 25 amazing. points up. It's amazing. All right. So that's I think that's pretty much it, what's going on in terms of the Premier League. So let's talk about the Champions League because yep. uh, this is – the time where we get back into Champions League play. Mm-hmm. And uh, before, um, while we're taping this, uh, Tottenham, Leipzig, and Atletico Liverpool are playing. Uh, but let's talk about the next ones coming yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, we don't know what happened at those games. Right. Um, Chelsea is playing against Bayern Munich. Yeah, yeah. That's a big, that's sure. a big match. Sure, your team against my team. Yes. Your thoughts? I tell you... This is really going to be an interesting match because obviously Chelsea is they need to something needs to change within their group right now. So they need some big wins. They've obviously got a big league game on Saturday as well. But against Bayern Munich who has been a little bit up and down in the yeah. league to be fair, maybe this might be the the type of game that Chelsea can really kind of come into their own and hopefully get a victory because um they need something big. They need a big win. You know, they they haven't yeah. had a big win probably since the Tottenham match. And they have beaten Bayern in the Champions League before. That's right. In the oh, finals. I do believe it was the final. Do you remember that game? Yes, <laughs> I exactly. remember it quite well. Yes. Uh, but I think Bayern has uh, actually been surging lately. They're back up to first place somehow. Yes, yeah. In I mean, the Bundesliga. Yeah. And so look out. That, that could be a very tough game. The other big one, and this is going to have all kinds of implications now, is uh, Madrid against Man City. Yes, yes. And that's coming up next week. That's going to be a great match. That's going to be in Madrid. Yeah, it was interesting because Zinedine Zidane came out and he thinks that Man City now are going to be more motivated to play them because of all of this financial fair play issues and everything else because maybe this is their last chance in the Champions League to win it. Yeah. It might be for the last couple of years. I've kind of seen it the other way. I'm thinking maybe they're not quite as motivated. Maybe they're a little bit down in the dump. So... 
I'll be interested to see what type of a, a, a situation Pep kind of brings up because he's going to be able to uh, have to do a really good motivational speech to get these guys pumped up for that game. Because I'm, you I'm think sure. while he's in Spain, he'll be uh, doing some job hunting. <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah, because uh, you know, I saw his, he he. There was a quote where he said something like, uh, "I'll be here next year, no matter what. No matter yeah. where we are, no matter what league we're right. in." I will be here. I just don't believe him. Yeah. If they get put into the second division or the third division, there's no way he's sticking around. To be, he he's got a contract to 21, I think 22 maybe. Um, he's never broken a contract, so we'll hold him to that standard now. Okay. But somebody comes up and pays the amount of money that he was looking for. I'm sure he'll go somewhere. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, let's uh, let's play our little game here. This is a. Uh, Adam's least favorite part oh, of the yeah. show. It's great. Uh, this is where we uh, guess the Premier League star. We uh, have a guest here. If you want to uh, join in, Chris, uh, just shout it out if you can <laughs> think you can guess it before Adam. Uh, first, we'll play the audio. Time now to guess the Premier League star. All right. So I like to uh, start it off with the age. Oh, yeah. Great. All right. So this uh, Premier League star is only 25 years okay. old. Youngster. He has the same birthday as ASAP Rocky, the rapper. ASAP Rocky, I never even yeah. heard of him. This <laughs> is just a good. That's a good. It's uh, a good clue. He is from the Basque region of Spain. Okay. All right, Chris is going to give it a shot. ASAP Rocky can get with that. I believe it's Kepa. Balaga. <laughs> that is correct. Wow! <laughs> he guessed it correctly. Keppa is the answer. That is pretty I'm impressive. Supposed favorite team. <laughs> yeah, wow. It's as if you guys knew each other before oh, this happened. Wow. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I, I was going to say recently lost his starting position. He's a goalkeeper, plays for Chelsea. He is Keppa, and I cannot pronounce his last name, but Chris can. I'll tell you what. That's there amazing. You go. I, I knew I was set up somehow. Okay, so we're uh, you know we've got a lot more still to come. In fact, are you going to get to meet Chris in just a second here? Uh, we're also uh, going to uh, pick the games for you for this weekend. Yeah, yeah. And we'll give you Adam's TV tip. But uh, first, we're going to break, and we'll be right back after this. Coming to a podcast near you on the Opie Shows and Radio Misfits Podcast Network, it is And Friends. We are back with Season 3. I'm Sam. I'm Tommy. And I'm Kimmy. We talk about everything and anything you could possibly think of. Tommy, what do you usually talk about? I like to talk about just anything that'll take us down a rabbit hole and start a discussion about it. Kimmy, what are you up to? Well, I have some sex talk for this season, but I've changed it a bit for you boys. Changed it. Because I want to keep it fresh and hopefully make it not as raunchy. Oh. But Sammy, what do you got? Oh, I got Florida Man stories that are a little bit shorter and a little bit funnier, I'll have to say so myself. But you'll hear all of that on And Friends. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. I'm Steve Baskerville. I'm Howard Sudbury. I'm going to show you my doodle. <laughs> Can you see my doodle from where no. you are? You know who else would? Walter Jacobson would doodle. And his doodle one day was close to my doodle. <laughs> he, uh, so you've seen his doodle. Sure. Uh, <laughs> he's seen your doodle. He's seen my doodle more than one day. <laughs> Back to you with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. Back to you, an Opie show only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. 
It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. All right, so uh, back again here with Chris Jamrosi, who works with Illinois Youth Soccer. So I'm going to give you the official title. Your official title is Marketing and Communications Director, Competitions Administrator, but you're a lot more than that. So could you talk a little bit about what you do on a day-to-day basis? Oh, a, a variety of things, as as most of us in the office do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I handle all of our um, communications, uh, work with our other office staff uh, on social media to promote all of our programs and events and um, our members and, and the accomplishments that they have. Um, focus on our website and make sure that we have the proper information on, on there. And then once we get into... The seasons um, handle the administrative duties for our cup competitions as well as our um, state premiership and anything else that comes up as we often change things on the fly as, right, as we right. adjust to the soccer landscape. So what's what's really impressive to me is in terms of the competitions is the amount of time you spend putting all of that together the seeding of the teams, figuring out who it is. And that's not an easy thing because you're dealing with coaches who are people that always think that they're better than what they actually are. So how how do you deal with that kind of situation in terms of, you know, making sure everything's fair? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, when you're in any sort of competition, everyone's always just looking for that fair shake. Um, so it's it's been a couple of different iterations of how things have gone with the state cup um pre uh previously it used to just be a double blind draw where mm-hmm. you could see arguably a couple of the best teams at an age group in the state matched up in a first round game um and like most changes that we we look to implement we took feedback from from those coaches on how they thought we could um, better improve that system and now we we do a somewhat of a ranking we look at previous year's results in in cup competitions and um, some of the team's participation in, in regional leagues and national leagues and and try to rank um, the top 16 so that they're pr- uh, placed appropriately and then we also ha- then we also combine that with a double blind draw for some of the other teams so in the system that we have in place now um, with Teams have, have the opportunity if they if they fail to advance into group play of say state cup they can continue in the president's cup mm-hmm. and we also uh, in the last few years have added a third tier um, for the Illinois Cup as well so we're just trying to provide opportunities for teams of all skill levels that chance to compete in a statewide tournament that previously wasn't there so the, so that was good so the president's cup and the Illinois Cup are, are, are fairly new newish you know obviously the state cup is for the for the top teams in the state then they go on and that competition why do you think the president's cup and even now the illinois cup has 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 done so well in terms of competition and level yeah so the the state cup is the event that's been around since 1964 and and is the i always when people ask the difference i always say it's the the champions league to the president's cup europa league Mm -hmm. so um, they're both U.S. youth soccer competitions, meaning the state winners move on to a regional and then a national competition. And um, I think the President's Cup has taken off in recent years because it allows more teams than uh, the opportunity to experience those regional competitions. And Illinois teams have been successful, and we've seen a variety of clubs from different areas, which is really what we'd like to see. Um, 
um, earning that opportunity and winning a state title and going on, um, as opposed to arguably, you know, the, the same four clubs that are four or five, six clubs that fight for a state title every year. So right, right. it's just about, it's just different opportunities. And then the Illinois cup, um, again, was something with feedback from coaches, um, just to allow more teams those opportunities and we have two tiers so we have teams that um, are still on that president's cup kind of level um, as well as another tier for teams that play in in the third division or lower of their league play you know so that they have a chance to to hoist a cup as well right that's great so there's lots of opportunities for obviously lots of teams to play within the illinois youth soccer and, and the different cup competitions along with playing in their leagues as well so Talk a little bit about. I know there's a there's a lot of movement now with futsal getting more and more popular. I know we also run a futsal state cup. Could you talk a little bit about that and how that's kind of surging in terms of popularity? Yeah. Um, so futsal was something we um, got involved with three years ago. Um, we launched our futsal state cup to a fairly smaller crowd, um, but it's grown. From I think we started our first year with about 20 teams, and we're we're at about 60 the last two years. So we it's it's great growth, and we see um, both your traditional 11 v 11 teams as well as futsal specific teams participating in that. Um, and the good thing um, with us being an early adapter of of that playing opportunity is U.S. Youth Soccer um, should be rolling out a, a competition where. Uh, for advancement for our state winners to then go on and compete at either a regional or national event. So, and then we hope that we'll just continue to expand futsal programming going in the future um, as it's something that's becoming more and more popular and with, especially in Illinois where you can't really go outside and play for half the year. Um, It provides a playing opportunity and and more um, spaces like gyms and things like that that are more abundant than your indoor soccer field sure yeah no i think it's definitely uh, an area of growth for sure in terms of the state in terms of playing so so real quickly you're an expert in terms of i know the score i believe you're a five-time champion how's things going for you this year well we do have uh, in listening to the podcast we hear (laughs) you guys do your your version of predicting the scores i i have won the hoisted this the state trophy five times within the office um, yeah within the office so um i believe currently of the staff i'm the only one that's won it so um Mm -hmm. this year adam's uh, in a bit of a lead but i did want him to feel as if he had a chance okay yeah still a bit of a season to go so uh, I'm sure by the time the season concludes, we can give an update to um, the listeners here and congratulate me again on my sixth title. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if that updates. But anyway, so thanks, Chris. Anything else going on in terms of spring, summer, getting ready in terms of things that you're kind of pushing for? Um, well, we're just getting ready to launch everything for the spring. We'll be announcing our, our, our cup brackets uh, on March 13th. Okay. Um, and then, um, you know, we'll get into the spring season and then um, fall will come around. We've got some new events, including an event for uh, U8s through U10s that will happen in August. It'll be our new back to soccer festival, something to get um, our youngest players out there playing in a fun environment. Um, and then we get into um, all the events again for the fall for the high school girls and then our U11 and U12 team. So Brilliant. Well, thanks for popping by. Appreciate it. I know I gave him a donut or two, so hopefully he's happy about that. And uh, thanks again, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Okay.
Uh, well, he mentioned it, so it's time to do it. Adam and Rick got to pick some games. Rick and, Adam, Rick and Adam. Rick and Adam. Pick the scores. Okay, so uh, which one of these did you tell me you don't want to do this week? The uh, Of this list I have here in front of me? I can do them all. Doesn't okay, matter. let's do them all. It's fine. All right. It's fine. Uh, let's start with the uh, Leicester-Man City game. Uh, Leicester at home. Leicester uh, now has a shot at uh, taking that number two slot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is a big game, especially because Man City will be reeling from everything that's happened. Um, I still think Man City's just got too much in terms of what they can do, so I'm going to give them a 2-1 win at Leicester. Okay. I actually have it as a 2-2 draw Mm. um, for no reason at all. (laughs) Um, We've got Manchester United at home against Watford. Watford is in the relegation zone in dangerous area. Uh, needs this win badly. Yeah. Man U coming off a big victory over Chelsea. This is the classic Man United inconsistency that we have no right. idea what they're going to do. That's why Watford are going to win this game one nothing. There you go. Okay. There's the double pointer. All right. I actually have that as a 2-0 win for Man U. Uh, Wolves at home against Norwich. Mm. Yeah, I can't see anything other than a Wolves win here. Norwich is uh, struggling a little bit at the, at the tail end of the... Although they played well against Liverpool. They did play well. Did play well. But Wolves have got too much. Yeah. 2-1. Okay, I've got it 1-0. Uh, Arsenal uh, versus Everton. This is actually kind of a big game. Now. Yeah, this is a big game because Arsenal's really playing well. Big 4-0 yeah. victory so for Everton. Them. Yeah, and Everton's doing well too. I mean, two new managers yeah. obviously uh, have really helped them in terms of surging forward. But... Um, and both sniffing that uh, extra Champions League slot. Yes, that's as right. A possibility. I mean, yeah. they're both a little ways away from it. But. For sure, for sure. Um, I think this might be a draw, actually. I hate to go with the draw, but I, I see it as a 1-1 a draw. Okay, I've got Arsenal winning 2-1. Okay. Um, we've got Liverpool at home against West Ham. Well. How many do you want to predict they're going to score against West Ham? <laughs> I picked four <laughs> goals last weekend, was three goals off. So, I mean, I this could be could be really rough for West Ham. I mean, this has been a tough year for them. I, I think they are also gonna, in the relegation. Yeah, though. big time. And there's a team I'm really worried about because if they go down that stadium, oh, it's going to be tough. So um, I'm going to give them a nice three win, the three nothing victory. Liverpool. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to say two nil just because. Uh, they're not they haven't been scoring as much um all right now it is time for uh adam's weekend tv tip now time for adam's weekend soccer tv tip so what should we be watching well i tell you as much as you want to get up early in the morning you're going to have to do it for this one so you're battling this is the battle for fourth place 6 30 a.m kickoff chelsea at home at the bridge against tottenham hotspur Ooh, that That's is good. a big game. That will be a big one. So um, I'll be uh, rolling tape because <laughs> I'm not getting up for it. Six <laughs> thirty is too early. It's it's early. I it's agree. Too early. <laughs> but, All right. Well, at least catch the second half. Well, yeah, I guess I can do that. Yeah. So, okay. but it should be a good one. Hopefully, they can figure out the bridge. I mean, the bridge is. Uh, been a bit of a struggle for them right now playing it at really home. Is. They, I, mean, I don't think they've won since since we were there. Yeah, it's just amazing. Yeah. So, um, is that Saturday or Sunday? That is Saturday, Saturday six thirty. Yeah. Okay. All right. Roll tape. Roll tape. <laughs> uh, special thanks to our executive producer Tony Lasana with opishows.com. dot Opi is hippo backwards. O p p i h shows dot com. 
We're distributed by Ed Silla with the Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It's just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of Free Kicks. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Lasano and friends. In science, the moon affects tides and the ladies' periods. Oh, so Jesus why, Christ. Why? The ladies' periods? Hey, oh, that's terrifying. The, lady, the ladies' cycles, okay. if you know what I mean. That's We're talking <laughs> about the differences of cycles and personalities. And you think that a personality could be affected by a Uranus. high tide? Oh, you're Yes. Do you know what causes the high tide with the, the moon there, guy? Okay. Gravity? Yes, gravity. So you're I'm saying that I'm not sure that, that gravity has any, any effect on hormones necessarily within a human mm. being, but, you know, your mileage may vary, I guess. Why don't you start telling me when my cycle is, mister? <laughs> <laughs> when the moon is at its highest? It's a, uh, it was the full moon this weekend, so I expect that... Uh, oh, it is. A lot of yeah, all of the women menstruate at the same time, right? Because <laughs> of the moon, right? Yeah. I mean, that's clearly It's like it. that scene in The Shining when the elevator door opens. <laughs> All over the world. Oh, oh God. You are listening to this right now. Be sure to tell a friend about our friends. Listen, subscribe, rate Lasano and friends on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play. Just search for Radio Misfits. Direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Stay tuned. Rock on TV. Now at the Museum of Broadcast Communications. From bandstand to gaga. Let's rock on TV. For info and tickets, visit museum.tv. This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. When Michelle and I were having some issues having babies, oh, I would have to Are you sure to- you want to share this? Sure, why not? So, so I would go to fertility clinics, and certain body fluids of mine had to be examined. So those body fluids had to come out of my body somehow. <laughs> okay. I know where so, you're going with this one. <laughs> Uh, So, go to a room, and everybody knows what that room is for. (laughs) You know, there's magazines there, so you do what you're supposed to do, right? Right, exactly. But then, like, okay, what is the appropriate amount of time I need to wait in this room? (laughs) Because you go in there, takes you 35 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Tony Lasano Podcast, an Opie production on the Radio Misfits (laughs) Podcast Network. The nurse gave me a cup, and I looked at her, and I said, that's going to take me, like, six months to fill that up. (laughs) (laughs) Radiomisfits.com.